Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Aaron Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? <clears throat> All I'm right. Just, uh, oh, you good? Oh. Yeah, I was, trying to, I was trying to buy some time while you were drinking water. Oh, oh I'll consider it with you. All right. We... All right. Obviously, this episode drops on Friday. And if you guys know... This is now World Cup weekend. The World Cup will be kicking off November 20th, uh, Qatar versus Ecuador, and then obviously fall with USA versus Wales um, and other games and all that, that matters. So, yeah, it's going to get pretty crazy, going to be pretty hectic. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of things to cover with, with what's going to ha- be happening there. Um, with that being said, man, this episode will kind of essentially has become the not really the halfway point, but by force of the FIFA World Cup is the halfway point for these seasons across Europe. So we'll go ahead and see where everybody is as of right now, because once the World Cup finishes, we're going right into that win- that Christmas break, if you will, and then go into the January transfer window. So we're not really going to start seeing like real competitive play in Europe till January. At least that's what I think. Hopefully. I mean, I know the English Premier League likes to play on Boxing Day, which is Christmas, I think. Um, so, there's that. But, so, this is the halfway point. Uh, we'll talk about the Power 5 leagues. Obviously, we do, you know, Liga on Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, and uh, and the English Premier League are the leagues. So, I mean, Edward and I have kind of debated about whether Liga really is the fifth of the Power 5. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really think I can really put anybody else there as well. Uh, maybe we shouldn't even have a power five. Maybe we should just have a power four. But I can, like, it make it'll make things a lot easier for us. That's for sure. But yeah. obviously, PSG has Neymar and you know, you know, Mbappe and Messi. So yeah, so I think that's the that's the only thing that's keeping them afloat. To be honest, I mean, 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that one. But yeah, man, the World Cup. Um, we're not going to talk about it in this episode. We'll, we'll maybe touch up a little bit just because obviously we will be talking about the English Premier League. But obviously, um, next episode, we definitely will have probably a little bit more context about it because it'll officially be dropped, which is the interview that Cristiano has with, uh, I believe his name is Piers uh, Morgan. I'm guessing that's like England's Dr. Phil. Um, so they're expected to have, have this huge interview where he just lets it all out, like his, 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 his discontent right now that he has with Manchester United, um, his, his, his lack of respect that he, he feels that he has and also is giving to, to Eric Ten Hag, how he feels about the Glazers, how he feels about Manchester United being kind of stuck in the old times. So he's going to do this whole, like, I mean, we got little snippets of the interview, but obviously, it's snippets, so it's like contextually, maybe you can read something off of it. But you know, honestly, yeah. you need the whole interview to really get the full context of it. Um, so that's why we're not going to really touch up a lot about. It. I mean, we're going to ha- Manchester United will be featured in this episode, obviously, because we're we're going to be touching up on the leagues. But uh, I, I, I mean, I gotta say, you know, you being a, a Manchester United fan, I, I, I do think that you do like Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, mean I know you're, like, you're, you're Team Messi, but Ronaldo is also a guy you like. Yeah, Ronaldo is basically the reason why I started doing the chops and stepovers and stuff. And I mean, that's the whole... I never I never went by the, you know, the simple stuff, you know, the, the backfields and everything. Like, that was one of the reasons Ronaldinho and Cristiano, that was a showmanship, the player. Um, but, I mean, for him to say that, is for, re- for him to be really really um feeling it like deep in his bones and i mean he even brought up sir alex ferguson and uh he brought up the fact that you know um even sir alex told him like you can't go to manchester city because like i think manchester city wasn't even thinking about getting ronaldo before holland and then I was like, and then he was like, you can't go to Manchester City. You know that in your heart. And he was like, yeah, I know boss. Like, even to this day, he still calls Sir Alex Ferguson boss. And sir, like, you know, like he, he still has that respect for him. Like, and I mean, that's something that tells you, like, he went off of what his old boss said. And even he said it that, um, that really touched me was like the fact that he said that once Sir Alex Ferguson left, the club never went to where it never moved. It never moved forward. It just stayed. So, I mean, it's true. I hate to say it, but it's true. And even with all the superstars that that they have in Manchester United, you know, they've had passed throughout the past years. Like it's still not the same Manchester United that was run under Sir Alex Ferguson. And you know, I've said this before. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, I even told you, I even brought the little concept joked about what if Sir Alex Ferguson decides to just come back, you know? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I, I exactly, I agree with you 100%. And I think, I think this, this, it's crazy that it is going to, it, it's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. And this could either be a, a hate him or love him kind of thing. I think a lot of Manchester United fans, um, I honestly think if you're truly anti Glazer, you. This is something. This is something going, that you needed to hear. It's going to be the stuff that you. It, it, if anything, this kind of justifies everything that you have felt 
about the Blazers. Like, I mean, obviously, we don't have all the details. Like, once again, the, but hope maybe I don't know if it's this this week that they're going to drop the interview or is it going to be next week? But but you know, obviously, we haven't heard the interview yet. Like, we haven't heard the full interview, but it's going to be, I think, very eye opening. Um, you know, the one of the things that he did mention, like, kind of was saying that this club hasn't really progressed. Like, you know, he was saying that the gym still looks the same, the jacuzzi looks the same, which is some people are probably like, why do you say jacuzzi? I mean, it's a obviously a good way to treat the muscles if you guys have to yeah. hard, hard practice. But anyway, he's like the kitchen's still the same, the same cafeteria workers are there. You know, like things haven't changed at Manchester United. Um and, and you know, this was something that I feel like we've at this point we're beating a dead horse. Uh when we're talking about Manchester United because we're like we said, Manchester United is Basically, been stuck over the have been, just been living in the past, like living off of their previous successes and hoping that because of their legacy, that that's why people will still want to go and play for Manchester United. Um, you definitely feel like this club has gone completely the wrong way to the point where the club that was like in the same name na- in your same city that used to be just a laughing stock is now the standard in the English Premier League. Like, there's kids yeah. now not. There's kids growing up that never that that don't that don't know that Manchester United were actually the team in Manchester um, <laughs> until Manchester City just started getting money. But it, it yeah, like I mean, the Glazers, like I mean, I guess in some way our brains we were like hoping that the Glazers are the issue, and maybe from this interview we'll find out that, as a matter of fact, it is the Glazers that <laughs> that cause all this. Yeah, you're yeah. right, and I mean. It- <sighs> This is, it, it, it kind of like his interview kind of delves into like basically things that are going on behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah. so exactly. So we'll next episode, most likely, depending on how big that interview is, we'll probably, that'll probably be the whole, the whole episode will probably be dedicated to that, to that interview. But like I said, that's so kind of how they're giving snippets of, of this coming interview for Cristiano Ronaldo and Pierce Morgan. We're going to give you a little snippet. Of the next episode, because we'll 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 ask, we'll get it all out. Um, maybe we can get another Manchester United fan somewhere in here. Um, Miguel. talk about it too. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we'll see if Miguel's available or he can become available. Because yeah. I, I think he's definitely somebody that I want to hear his thoughts on. But uh, but yeah, man. Like I said, um, it's the World Cup. This that's what's coming up. This is the big thing that's coming this weekend. Um, so things are gonna be more. Center towards the World Cup in these next coming episodes as well. I mean, whenever there's a headline, we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, things have just been dedicated to the World Cup. But yeah, like I said, the breaks the break is officially here for for all the big leagues. So we're gonna go ahead and let you guys know like who's right now in first place, who's in those European competition spots, and who is on the cusp of being relegated to the lower division. Um, obviously, yeah. it's the World Cup. Me and Edward are both U.S. Men's National Team fans. We love the other the other countries as well, but I mean, when we say our fandom is this country, it is the U.S. Men's National Team. So we're gonna look. I mean, it's already been announced. It's it's been a while now, but obviously, this is now not necessarily our reaction, but our time to really think about if this U.S. Men's National Team is is this a roster we can feel very confident about. Um, so we'll do that as we'll touch upon that as well. Give you guys our players of the week. I mean, do I have to tell you what's to, what's to watch this coming weekend? I think it's pretty obvious, but we'll we'll go ahead and say it anyways. 
And as we always do, when there is a tournament, a competition, a new season, what do we like to do here on Insert Name FC? We like to do our three up, three downs on the jerseys. So we will be doing three up, three down, the 2002, 2022, Jesus Christ. Oh man, that'd be cool to do a throwback to that though. In 2002? Yeah. Like to go back nice. and look at all the jerseys from back. Hey, that, I'm, I'm oh, gonna, 20, 2022, people woke up. You're losing track. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll de- take a look at those jerseys because they're, they're some poopers and there's some, there's some beauties in those, in those jerseys this season. So we'll take a look at them. So, I mean, that's pretty much as much else. I don't know what else to, to say here. Yeah, I mean, we'll be good. So. We're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going, uh, with the, uh, the, I don't know what to say, what the hell this thing is called, but. Oh my God. <laughs> at the halfway point standings uh, of, the, of the leagues. But basically right. what, how they're, how they're ending before the World Cup, basically. Exactly. All right. So we'll go ahead and take a break. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. From horror genre all the way to biographies, Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this Barnes break. And we're back. All right, before we get going, man, so the, the halfway point standing review of the leagues is brought to you by True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees, man. Alright, guys. We're going to be real here. Real is real. True real, if you will. I'm fat, okay? Like, it's, I'm fat, but I do have an upper body. Like, I'm, I'm like Kevin James fat, okay? So, like, you know, I'm, like, I, I, I'm, I'm good, you know, but you know, obviously I got a beer gut. So, and, and from, and, you know, at least speaking for a bit, guy, um, there's shirts out there that fit great on top for me, especially because your boys got some shoulder game. But when it comes to the, the stomach portion, it doesn't give me much space to like enjoy some food or if I have to go reach something top shelf, well, the, the belly is going to come hanging out, you know, if you get what I mean. Um, so it's not fun. Um, it's either getting a shirt that fits you pretty well and, and have to deal with that or getting a size larger and just looking like you're wearing a blanket, which it obviously is not great for the ego. Edward can tell you that. Um, <laughs> so what True Classic has done is that they thought about the regular guy, the Joe Schmo, the beer belly lover, all those guys, they thought about them by providing these great shirts, amazing fits, very comfortable, makes you look good on the top part. And you don't have to worry about when you reach over top shelf and your belly's going to come out because the shirts fit you very well. And, and that's what I love about them. Super comfortable. You know what? Edward's not a fat guy, but I mean, he enjoys a true classic shirt as well. Yeah, those are awesome. I, like, okay, so me, sometimes, like, I'll be honest, like, when I work out and stuff, I uh, would like to, you know, hide my gains. But then, you know, there's days that I do want to wear, like, and, you know, to distinguish them, and they actually do offer that. All they do, they offer basically both. So it's like I kind of have to get two of the same shirt, just one, one's a large, one's a medium. Exactly. But <laughs> to you guys, our, our listeners, 
If you guys go to True Classic, uh, TrueClassicTees.com and use that code BellyUpFantasy at checkout, you will save yourself 25% off of your purchase. So thank you again to True Classic Tees, a great partner of Belly Up Sports and Insert Name FC. All right, we're going to start things off with League 1. Just get that out of the way. So, you know, the, the asterisk Power 5 club here. Um, in first place, surprise, surprise, PSG. You know, who would have thought that was not going to happen? Um, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is right now for PSG, I will say, is that Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi, like, this is what everyone was hoping they were going to look like. <laughs> if, if you get what I mean, Edward. Yeah, like now they're, now they're playing like they thought they were going to be playing. Yeah, so exactly. Everything's just clicking right now for PSG. Um, they're going to win the league. I mean, I don't, unless something happens, you know, if Bappe chooses to leave, I don't think he's going to leave just yet. Um, I, I it, it, it's, it's up in the air for me when it comes to Mbappe. I think he will stay for the season. Um, if he does leave, it'll probably be in the summer, but yeah. So now we're going to look at the Champions League spots. So in, in Liga, there's two spots to qualify for Champions League besides the winner, um, which would be one automatic spot in the Champions League and one spot that does a qualifier. So there are qualifiers for, for these tournaments. And so this team, if they don't end up winning their qualifier, they would get sent down to the Europa League. So that's their situation. And right now, in that automatic Champions League spot is RC Lens. And in that third place spot, with the qualifier, uh, is Tade Rennes. So, and honestly, you know, if you guys have kind of been tracking whenever I, I highlight some of the games coming for the coming weekend, these are two clubs that I have mentioned oh, plenty of times now. And it's because these guys have clearly found some form and looked really well. Stade Rennes looking still pretty good, even after losing their coach. So I, I'm, I'm really, so, you know, it's two names that obviously me and Edward aren't familiar with because we don't watch League Gun besides watching PSG. Um, yeah, and so to see two names that not a not a Leon, not a Monaco, not a Marcial, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it it shows you that there's other teams in that league, and I I think that's the cool part. Yeah, these teams might actually be uh, might be coming up. Yeah, exactly. So so really good there in that Europa League spot. So this is an automatic spot into the Europa League is Olympic Marcial. Um, which I'm sure right now they'll just take anything right now because last season was was not good for them. But but yeah, Europa League. They obviously this is the halfway point, so they can easily improve off of it as well. So this isn't the end all be all. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And in in that Europa Conference League spot is Monaco. Mm. All right, so I'm not. This is what I was given by the league on website, but apparently there's four relegation spots now, which that's new to me. But in the relegation spots are Ahasio, Strasbourg, Brest, and Angers, which I believe Ahasio is the only club that was actually that got promoted this season. So not shocking there, but I mean a team like Strasbourg, which I know is a team that I've seen plenty of times in in the in league on. Brest is another team that I've seen plenty of times, mainly because I play FIFA. Uh, and Angers are three teams. These are three teams that I've seen like consistently in League Un since I started playing FIFA. So it's they must ha- be having a you know, pretty rough start to their seasons because you know to be in the relegation. And like I said, there was two other teams that got promoted 
the season and they're still they're still afloat. So so yeah, uh but yeah, so Edward, anything you want to touch up before we move on to Syria? Nope. I mean you touched it up pretty well. All right. I mean it, it's it's a bit, like to be honest, like you know, like you said, we both don't really pay too much if it's not PSG to uh Lagoon, so all right. All right, in Syria, sitting right now at first place, which I just got to say, this team has impressed me a lot this season, and that's Napoli. You you lose Insignia, you you lose Koulibaly, and you're, you're, you're doing better without them, weirdly enough. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, Napoli, uh, hopefully they can keep this up. Um, because I mean, the people that are luring right behind them are, are some pretty good teams. So in those three Champions League spots, so there's four Champions League spots. Obviously, we can all say just so we can just get it out of the way. Obviously, first place gets an automatic Champions League spot, but the other three possible teams that would be joining Napoli could possibly be joining Napoli is in second place, AC Milan, third place, Juventus, and in fourth place, Lazio. I am not going to lie to you. From what I've been seeing from Juventus, I'm actually surprised that they're in in third place. Uh, Bro, tell me about it. Because I actually did not. I thought they were doing. They were not looking good this season. <laughs> but I mean, here they are in third place. I I would say they exceeded my expectations. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about you, Edward. But I mean, you know me. I like. I love. I love Juventus, and they're always playing really good. Right now, it's just like I'm telling you, since Ronaldo departed, and then. Nibala, like it just kind of, they hasn't been the same, bro. Like it's so weird. Mm-hmm. All right, I I yeah. agree with that. Um, I mean AC Milan. I mean they won the championship last season. Um, they they're still looking solid. I think it's just the fact that Napoli has just had an amazing start to the season, and I mean they just got a huge boost of confidence because they they ended up winning their group in the Champions League as well. So Napoli looks like there's a really scary good team. Lazio, I mean, it's cool to just see Lazio in there. But yeah, so that's Champions League spot. In that Europa League spot is currently Inter Milan. So, um, this is not a good look for Lukaku. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to come back to, to Inter Milan. You, you said you were happy in that club. And uh, you would imagine if he's happy, he should be scoring goals. And if he's scoring goals, that means Inter Milan should at least be, you would think Inter Milan would be back in first place. But Clearly, that has not been the thing. Um, I mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I think he's playing better than he was at Chelsea. Oh, I think he's better than him at Chelsea. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't. I think it's not so much Inter's form. I think it's just Syria is being more. It, and it's a good thing for Syria that Syria has now become more competitive. You know, it's not just one team winning the championship every single year. Now it looks like it's going to be more competitive. It's going to have more parity in it, which is what you actually want in your leagues. That, that's what makes your leagues good. So, I mean, if anything, this just is a sign that Serie A is kind of coming back and trying to be recognized as that top three league, not, you know, being that league that gets overshadowed by the Bundesliga, you know? Right, right, right. So. And by Bundesliga, you mean Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, yeah. Yeah. And the Europa Conference League, we have Atalanta. Uh, like I said, it's not obviously the same guarantees is where they stand right now. Now the teams in the relegation zone are Cremonese, 
which sucks because I wanted to keep, at least eat them a little bit longer. Uh, Sampdoria and Verona. So that, that obviously, like once again, me and Edward, very familiar with Sampdoria and Verona because of FIFA. And they've yep. usually stayed in the Serie A plenty of times. So, you know, there you go. Another, another two team, another, another teams that from, that are usually at least maybe not mid table, but at least stay afloat in the, in, in the first league, in the first division could be getting, getting relegated. Yeah. It's, um, pretty rough. Ugh. I've always been in, intrigued by Sandoria's badge. I, I just don't. It looks like a guy with like a, like a pipes, you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it actually is, but that's what it always looked like to me. Yeah. Might be, it actually might be that. But yeah, so that's Syria. In the Bundesliga, we got in first place, we got Bayern Munich. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. I don't think, I don't think anybody saw that happening. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it. Bayern Munich. There you go. Though I will say this is probably a little bit more competitive than usual. For, they're, they're still clear and cut favorites, but it, this has been a because obviously they have like a I guess like a, a period to adjust to Sadio Mane style play versus how they've been playing with Robert Lewandowski. But yeah. actually, it's been Chupa Moting that's yeah, been the guy Chupa up front because obviously you know Sadio Mane's winger, so he can play the false nine. So, but yeah, so it. Bayern Munich, man. You know, I don't think anybody saw they weren't surprised by seeing Bayern Munich in first place. So the other Champions League teams is SC Freiburg, uh, RB Leipzig, and Eintracht Frankfurt. So the the usual well, SC Freiburg kind of has been getting better. Like I like every season, I've seen Freiburg getting better and better, and and now they're you know they're in in a good spot, possibly can make a Champions League appearance. Um, RB Leipzig um, after getting. I believe they hired Marco Rose, and, and now they're they're looking great. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. I mean, you know, obviously last year they, they last season they ended up winning the Europa League, um, and you know they're about to get they're about to get Paxton Aronson. So it's going to be interesting to see if 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 we're going to see Paxton now play for Eintracht Frankfurt or what's that what's that situation going to look like uh, for him. But but yeah, that's the Champions League teams in that Europa League spot is Union Berlin. So kind of falling off, which is kind of what we thought was going to happen with them. Um, they look good. I mean, Jordan Pifa kind of has sizzled down a little bit uh, since the way that the hot start that he had. But, you know, Europa League, I think for Union Berlin, this is actually not a bad spot for them anyways. I think, once again, it kind of similar to IC Freiburg. I mean, they're, every season, it just seems like they're continuing to improve and get better and better each year. So hopefully, you know, this is just, just a start. And once again, this is not even that. We're not even at the end of the season. So this could change at yeah. any moment. Yeah. And, and, um, so, uh, and, in the, and in that Europa Conference League spot, Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Literally, like, all my teams have just been having downfalls right now. Damn. It's like another season the same. <laughs> Has it been injuries that going on with, with Dortmund? I think Rose is injured. Yeah. Uh, God, Rose that's, is injured. Yeah. yeah. I was really hoping he was going to make it to the World Cup. I really was too, man. Because like, he didn't make it uh, when they actually won the World Cup. He was hurt. 
Yeah, he got hurt, and then so he had to be taken out of the roster. Yeah, and then he made it to the World Cup. And, uh, uh, I think he was in 2018, yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. All right. And the teams in the relegation zone are VFB Stuttgart, who, if you guys know the Bundesliga, that so wait, they, there's only 18 teams in the Bundesliga, so 18, 17. So in that 16 spot, they actually play a playoff with the third place team in the second league of the Bund- in this in the Bundesliga two, I think is what it is. Um, so they do a playoff game against each other. Obviously, the winner goes to the Bundesliga. Loser goes down to the second division. Uh, so, so VF, VFB Stuttgart is currently in that position, which I mean, maybe keep an eye on there because the manager over there is an American. Nobody, I don't think anybody know that, <laughs> or now you know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, in in 17th place, we have VFL Bochum. And in 18th place, looking like most likely probably going to get relegated again, uh, Schalke. Mm, damn. Again, damn. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they really, get prom- they're, promoted this season. They're really, they're really missing Raul back in the day, you know? <laughs> and Manuel Noor. <laughs> and Manuel, yeah. This is what happens when you give up your best players. Oh, man. Weston McKinney and, was in there. Yeah. Oh, bro. Matthew Hoppy. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. All right. Now to the league that me and Edward uh, care more about La Liga. In first place, we have Barcelona. Yeah. That's a good, that, that's, a, it's a good way to, to basically go into the World Cup. Since most of Spain is built off of Barcelona players. Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to make sure that they stay healthy throughout it, but, but I mean, Barcelona, I think they, I think everyone, I think it's like as soon as they lose, they want to just press that panic button. I don't think, I don't think necessarily Edward has. I mean, the Champions League yeah. kind of sucks, but, you know, they're still in a, in a European competition. Right. And you got to remember this team is fairly young. Uh, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, which I mean, I yep. you should, that's something that needs to be pointed out. Um, there's a lot of injuries that's going on with this team. Um, I am really intrigued that Araujo's did make, that he did make the Uruguayan squad. Um, he, made, he barely, he barely made it because I think he's just coming off an injury. So hopefully, I'm sure Edward's going to have his fingers crossed throughout every Uruguayan game, uh, at this point. <laughs> Yeah. He is very important to that back line. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Barcelona, like, I mean, if you look at that core of players, which is Ter Stegen and, and, and Pedri, and once again, Busquets, who I am completely impressed as a, as a captain, never thought I'd say those words. But, <laughs> I, I, and, and I mean, Xavi, for, for Xavi being in a situation where he wants to build the club in the way that he wants, which is the, the, the traditional Barca way, the, the Pep, you know, Pep Guardiola, the, the Johan Cruyff system, if you will. Um, you know, in order, but he has to do it at like a more fast forwarded type of way, which is trying to get guys that people still don't know how they got them, but they got them. You know, it's still not a bad situation for Barcelona. Um, do I think yeah. they're going to maintain first place? Hell no. I, I don't. Oh, damn. And, and the only I reason why I say that is... They'll maintain it for a little bit, 
and then they'll come, they'll they'll probably go down to second, third, and then they'll probably come back. Well, I mean, um, also, to, me. it, and also the important thing is obviously how they do in the rivalry games that they play because I don't think they they haven't played Atletico Madrid yet. Um, they already played Real Madrid, but it's going to be that second time around when they do play against those teams that really mm-hmm. is going to dictate that. So, I mean, like I said. I mean, Barcelona could win the league. I'm not, you know, I didn't, I, I, when we previewed this league, when we previewed La Liga, I was like, it's not outside the realm of possibility for Barcelona to win it. Because the real important game is to, to win, besides, you know, making sure you don't lose those really annoying teams like Getafe and, and Real Betis and all them, is making sure you win your, your, your derbies, your classicals. Make sure you yep, win those exactly. games because that could decide who's going to win the league or not. Um, but yeah, Barcelona, I think people might be surprised to see them there, but I mean, they have stayed competitive in all their games. They have won their match. The matches, they won the games they need to win. Like, I mean, the, like the obvious ones you have to win, maybe didn't get the right result in certain games, but they never had like a tremendous collapse. Like even the, the game against Real Madrid, that wasn't a really a collapse. I mean, what was it? Three to one. So, I mean, in the score may look like that, but I mean, it, they're they're still like working on things, um, and maybe they do benefit from not being in the Champions League. Obviously, that's not what, what everyone wants to hear. But I mean, we'll see. No, what no, 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 no. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I'm not even going to deny it. Like honestly, even I said it. I was like, man, I was like, I think it'd be cool. If, like if they won the Europa League with the team that they have right now, and then if they can build up on that, yeah, because then that that will give them the confidence. I think to actually be able to beat a very well balanced Real Madrid, uh, even a possibility to beat Bayern Munich. Like they, they, they'll have that. It's just they have, they still have a lot to build up on. Exactly. And now the Champions League teams currently in second place, Real Madrid. Like I said, it's a very close. Like I think it's only by near, like I think maybe three points away from each other. So, like I said, that's a easy flip for for that Real Madrid. Still look as the strongest team. Maybe still on a little bit of the older side of things. Also, probably didn't help that Benz, they, they benched Benzema for the sake of the French national team. That probably wasn't a good, didn't help them much either. But you got to play the games you got to play. Um, I forgot who they recently played that kind of cost them, that cost them first place. But like I said, Real Madrid, at least amongst like the, the big three in, in La Liga are, are the more less questioned, I guess you can say. Like there's not as many question marks on Real Madrid as there is Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, but so you would expect them to win La Liga this season. But like I said, those derbies, those those El Clasico, those matches can really change how the season ends for La Liga. Yeah, um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, like a, a while since when we see them. <clears throat> yeah. In third place, we have Real Sociedad. And in fourth place, Athletic Club Bilbao. So those are teams in Champions League. In the Europa League, we have Atletico Madrid, which I don't know what's happening. I, I really don't know what's going on with Atletico Madrid. Um, they were one of the best defensive teams for quite some time. Very aggressive, very physical team. And they just gotta score goals. I don't really, I don't know what else they, what else there's to do. But I mean, you have goal scorers. You have Angel Correa. You have, you know, you have 
Chow Felix. Um, you got Griezmann. Griezmann now can play full minutes. Um, yeah. I, I just don't know what's going on with them. Like, I, I really don't. You know, Jan Oblak, he doesn't look like the best goalkeeper in the world like he used to anymore. Like, it, it, I just don't know what's going on. I mean, they're in the Europa League spot. They can easily jump into the Champions League. But in order for them to be in that, you know, wanting to compete for La Liga, it, it, there, there's something lacking. And like I said, it, these guys definitely need to figure things out because they have to, they still have to, I don't even think they played Real Madrid yet. So they still got to play those two games for the actual first half of the season. Um, so it's going to, and now you, now, and you got to think about it. After the World Cup, you are going into a very condensed season. Like you're going to finish off the season. You're talking about you're, you're going to have weeks where you're playing, you know, one game on Saturday, then play a game on Wednesday, and then play a game on 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 Sunday. So it, and, and then, well, I mean, I guess for Atletico Madrid, say they don't have any European competitions, but it's gonna these these schedules are going to be very condensed and very very exhausting for these players when they come back from the World Cup. And, and Atletico Madrid could maybe benefit from the fact that they don't have European competition, but they're still going to be dealing with a condensed schedule just as much as everybody else is. Yeah. All right. And the Europa Conference League spot is Raul Betis. So, I mean, they've looked really good. I, I, I don't know what they've figured out, but... They're, they're, they're doing they're good. Pretty, they're, they're looking pretty solid. So. Yeah. And this is going to be crazy right here. Currently in the relegation zone, we have Sevilla, Cadiz, and Elche. I don't think we're, sh- okay. we're shocked by Elche. Cadiz, I think it was bound to happen at some point. The, Sev- the Sevilla. But Sevilla. Like. Damn. Weren't, weren't you just making, just the other day, weren't you just like, all right, go make another World Cup or go make another uh, Europa when, Cup. When, like, when, when the Europa yeah, I was like, go I make, mean, that can still happen. Another... Those, those should be in in La Liga, uh, whatever the okay, okay, Santander. okay. So, yeah, no, no, San, Liga Santander is League One, like La Liga, but they'll probably be in like the Segunda División, like that's all that's all it is. Um, my thing is, if they win the cup and they get relegated, do they still participate in it? Like the next year, even though they're going to be in the second division, do they still get the same funding? Do they still get the same? I, I think uh, they they still do. I think they still do actually. This this that's that's rough. That's rough, man. It won't be a good look for them. That's for sure. I mean, it won't be a good look for the tournament. But well, it won't be a good. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think they'll necessarily care too much because I mean they're they're in it, but. No, yeah, man, that that is rough, man. That is like, like yikes. <laughs> that, yeah. Is, that, yeah. But we'll we'll see. We'll we'll get there till we get there. But yeah, hopefully Sevilla can turn things around. Uh, I know they've been dealing with injuries. I mean, you know, obviously Tecatito is one of the players that you could think of when dealing with injuries. Uh, that's crazy, man. Isco could possibly be getting relegated. That's crazy. He's now one of the. You know that he's probably going to be the one to probably get sold. Oh, I mean that's what happens when when teams get relegated. They they end up having to do like a a, a freaking just a, a garage sale of just getting rid of players. There's not going to be players that want to get playing in the second division. Yeah, that's right. Um, All right, 
And now the last league, and that is the English Premier League. In first place, we have Arsenal. They haven't played Manchester City yet. I'm just, I just, I'm just <laughs> gonna point that out. Um, that's gonna be the real test. I mean, look, they've played, they played very well. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Um, I mean, that that's there was a huge setback when they lost to Manchester United, but obviously, you know, you 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 then you beat Tottenham, which I love to say that. Uh, you recently beat Chelsea. You beat Liverpool, ninja Liverpool, but you still beat Liverpool. So I mean, yeah, like. Yeah. Like they're, you know, it's a fun team. They're playing very well together. That's the, I, I think that's the other thing that you need to talk about is the fact that, like, even though these guys are so young, they are playing very complementary to each other. For, you know, I'm, I don't want to spoil who's my player of the week, but like all the goal, the goals that they scored in, in their recent game have been just well, t- well played team passing and just setting, setting up the goal scorer for, for a really good opportunity to score a goal. Like, even though Gabi Jesus kind of has quieted down as far as goal scoring, he is still providing yeah. a lot of support in the attack through just drawing, doing some draws, making some good passes. He's, he's doing a good job. This team overall is just playing very well together, which is great to see. Um, once it, it, this is like literally gives me the same vibes as AC Milan before, the year before they won the championship where they looked really good in the first half of the season. They were still young, so because that second half ended up kicking their butts, and they ended up not win. They ended up finishing in second, I believe. Maybe that happens with Arsenal this year, or maybe Arteta like can keep these guys focused, and and maybe maybe they win it. I I I don't want to get too cocky or get ahead of myself because once again, like this team has yet to have faced Manchester City, and that is really what's going to be the big. T- the big test to see how mentally tough this team is, but I mean, you gotta love how this team has been playing. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's um, I can't can't deny it. So I gotta I gotta be I gotta be on board with you on that one. All right, and then in the Champions League spots, we got Manchester City, which I mean, besides losing to Liverpool, which that shocked me. And then losing to Brentford, which that helped Arsenal a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that one was surprising, bro. Like, I was like, what? Yeah, man, Brentford. Yeah. The Manchester, yeah, about, uh, the Manchester killer. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I'm like, I'm just in shock, bro. Honestly. Well, and then, you know what was the worst part that happened was because uh, the, strike, the striker for Brentford is Ivan Tony. And he got he didn't get selected for England. Oh, so Tony, and, and I believe Tony was the one that scored the two goals in that game uh, for 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 Brentford. So wrong, I yeah. guess wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, like right, <laughs> like uh, not here. This is not where it counts, there, sir. <laughs> like you know how we always say, like the last thing you want to do is play against a team that just got embarrassed. <laughs> well, yeah, and then apparently it happened. Yeah, yeah. So. So I guess that's what happened for them. Um, in third place, Newcastle United, who have just quietly just stuck their way into a Champions League spot right now. Bro, I have no idea how the hell that happened. Because they haven't bought anybody. No, they just kept... They, they, well, I mean, think about it. They actually did keep their the players that they bought. And, they, and then they're... We're not going to say, like, they're, oh my God, like, crazy amount. 
you know. But, yeah, but I mean, like they haven't necessarily bought anybody. Like they they went they didn't go get Mbappe or anything like that. That's what I mean. But like, yeah, they still yeah. they they still kept it like kind of under the radar. But yet, it's working for them. And yeah, and the crazy thing that the people that are standing out are guys that they already had on the team, right? Like, Miguel Amiron, this dude who came from the MLS, by the way, just want to point that out. Um, this guy, like last season, had a terrible season. He comes in this, you know, he comes in this the second season, and he's been very crucial to 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 Newcastle's success so far. So that goes to show you, man. It, it, you know, you don't know who's going to be that guy that steps up, and it's, it's been Miguel Amiron, and I believe Jolinton has been has was actually switched to a different position. And actually looks, I think he, I think he now plays center midfield, and he's looked great over there. Um, so I mean, yeah, this Newcastle team, and, and can you imagine if they add like maybe another another piece that that will make them even better? That's just yeah, Newcastle quietly. Newcastle's about to. They're they're quietly working their way up, and I mean they got the funds for it now. So if anything, they'll they'll try to go for the big money players soon. Yeah, I'm just glad that Newcastle's there because. People are more like, why the fuck is that team there versus Arsenal? So <laughs> it's a little distraction for right now. So like, let them focus on Newcastle, so not worry about. Yeah. So yeah, so they're the gaslight. They're the ones <laughs> that are getting gaslighted. Like right now, they're just like, why is this team? Why is this team? Yeah, Arsenal is like slowly just kind of standing on the shadows. Like we're still here, but you know, we don't want to attract attention. Yeah, right. Like just lay low, guys. And then yeah, right. in that fourth place spot is Tottenham. Not close to a trophy. All I know, I, I would say, I like all I know is you don't want them to win a single trophy this season. Oh yeah, not a single trophy this season. So now, uh, <laughs> Belly of Fantasy is now now has some investment now after I told them about the whole uh, jersey giveaway bet. Uh, so oh damn, so that'll be fun. Um, and in the Europa League spots, we have Manchester United and Liverpool. So yeah, um. <laughs> Liverpool, I just unless they're playing against a big some big team like unless it's Manchester City, they're just they're just not looking good. Um, they've had a few standout games. They've also had some really bad games. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Liverpool, Manchester United. I mean, just drama and drama and drama going on with that team. Everyone was talking about how last season Barcelona was the novella. Turns out it's Manchester United. <laughs> no, yeah, now it is, man. That is, it is ridiculous how it's getting. Yeah, man, it, it is. It's crazy, and we'll find out a little bit more next episode, hopefully. So, um, or I, I, hopefully, I don't know how you feel about that one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, so. Let's just put it this way: I am not happy with the way things are going with them at all. I'm just, I'm kind of devastated with how. But but the, the the good thing is like it's coming to light. It's coming to light. That's basically uh, mm-hmm. how I see it right now. Yeah. And then you know, flip side, when you're talking about Manchester United, who people want the Glazers out, Liverpool, Fenway Sports Group is putting putting Liverpool up for sale. Yeah. For for what reason? I have no idea. But yeah, I mean the the. And funny enough, well, weirdly timed is the time that they announced they were putting they were putting the team up for sale was when they were when they were drawn to Real Madrid. Um, so everyone made jokes like, "Damn, man, you you just draw with Real Madrid, and you're already quitting." 
Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> so, but we'll see what happens there. And then in that Europa Conference League spot is Brighton. Hmm. There's a there's a team in here that I don't <laughs> see over here. <laughs> you know what? Funny enough, they had a manager that actually used to manage Brighton too. Um, you're like you're like, you're like something here doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. You know, we're missing a team in blue here. Done. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a C rhymes with C. I don't know, but but they're not. They're they, clearly they're not important because they're not even on this list. But moving on to the teams that unfortunately could be getting relegated to the next to the lower division in the championship, uh, we have Nottingham Forest who just got promoted uh, <laughs> this season, and um, kind of sticking to the team with teams that we've seen. In these leagues for quite some time, Southampton and Wolves. Oh damn! Yeah, so they are in. It it it, it probably did suck even more for Wolves. And so, all right, you know how we talked about Unai Emery going taking over Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Well, guess who is taking over Wolves? Oh damn! Lopetegui. Oh, well then. The the current Sevilla, the, the well, former Sevilla manager. So he ba- this guy literally left a sunking ship to go enter into another sinking ship. If that's not karma, I don't know what is. Would you say it would be a sinking ship into a sinking submarine? Is that what we're calling? Wol- I think, yeah, wolves have been really bad. Maybe. Sure. But at least you got all these Portuguese players. Yeah. But yeah, no, you got you got got like the U nineteen of Portugal or the what is it, the U twenty one of Portugal. (laughs) The U nineteen of Portugal along with Raul Jimenez. Yeah, that's all I was like, oh like he should be there too, right? (laughs) I was like, oh shit. He's there somewhere. But yeah, so that is the leagues. Um like I said, it, we're not really. It's not really the halfway point, obviously, because the halfway point would have been in December. There's still they like 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 kind of how I mentioned Arsenal still hasn't played Manchester City, uh, Real Madrid I believe still haven't played Atletico Madrid, Barcelona hasn't played Atletico Madrid. Um, so like Juventus did play against AC Milan, but yeah, like I said, there's games that haven't been played yet. Um, so you know. So, which the thing that's going to kind of suck, and I think I, I mean, I kind of mentioned it, but once the World Cup is over, like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to stretch out the season. So it, it's, it finishes at a, at a not a dangerous way for the players. Cause obviously you don't want to overwork these guys after playing a World Cup. But well, not everybody's playing the World Cup, but you, you know what I mean? And, and then you're going to send them into this super condensed schedule. I mean, you're still going to play a super condensed schedule. It's just going to be kind of stretched out because, like I said, you're playing more than half your season in that second half. So it's going to be, it's going to be, things can happen. Things can easily change, you, you know, in this World Cup. Someone can get injured and that can be very costly to the team. Whereas some players that are not playing in the World Cup, like the entire Italian squad, can get healthy and get ready for the season. <laughs> Wow. 
I mean, wow. they're not in the World Cup. I'm just saying, damn, like, way to put it out there like that. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, or, shoot, an, Erling Haaland is going to score 60 goals this season. Yeah. He's getting there, bro. He's getting there. I don't know. And I mean, the one thing that we keep, the kind of the one thing everybody knocks on Erling Haaland is his injuries, right? Yeah. He has like a whole, he has like till now, till this, you know, till January to get like anything taken care of. If he has like a pulled hamstring, you know, get that, get, get that massage going for him. Like he has like enough time to get himself prime and ready to go off, go ahead and, and, and score another, another, you know, just go ahead and break the record and then some. So yeah. I mean, like Jesus Christ. I'm not saying he's gonna have a 90 goal season like Messi did. Like what was it, 93? I think it was 93. But oh. I mean, they are in the Europa. I mean, they are in the Champions League. I believe they're still in the FA Cup. I believe they're still in the League Cup. Damn. I don't think they would. Well, I mean, 90 goals is still 90 goals, but I don't know because when yeah, Messi that. Messi did it with the Champions League. La Liga and, and Copa del Rey. So you didn't necessarily have like, because I mean, the English Premier League, they have all these tournaments. But I guess just no, two more. Didn't, didn't, didn't he also do it with the, uh, like, in, in the, the uh, what's it called? The Copa de Clubs? Like the, oh, the FIFA Club too? World Cup. Yeah. yeah that's a good too? point. Okay, I guess maybe that evens it out. But that's only like, what, three games? True. <laughs> and, I mean, they're I mean they're they're talking about trying to expand that FIFA Club World Cup thing, but yeah, because when you really think about it, it's only like three games that they play. Yeah, I mean you're right, but still, like freak, ninety goals, shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. He might not get ninety goals this season, but he'll definitely get at least like sixty. He'll, he'll get up there though, as he'll long as he stays there. healthy. Yeah, that's the only knock on him. But um, but yeah, man. So it's gonna be really interesting how this how this next how how these guys do after that World Cup break because that that can change a lot of things. Like yeah, it could be it could honestly be the guys that didn't make it to the World Cup benefit from from not being in the World Cup because they are not gonna be overworked like the guys that are playing in the World Cup. Exactly. So I mean, yeah. It's, um, that that is crazy to think about because, like, you know how we're talking about how PSG is like just over here killing it, but maybe the fact that like Neymar, Messi, and Bappe, they're all in the World Cup right now, and they come back and they're just, like just beyond exhausted. That could easily dwindle them down. True. Like, true. That is is it could be literally that impactful, and that's the, that's the insane part. So maybe especially Arsene- at the time, especially at the time, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, you know, it's around like Christmas time and stuff like that. Like you know, and then like coming back and Champions is gonna start what February again? Yeah. So, so for all we know, yeah. Arsenal could just win the league. Could just win the league on. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll see what happens, man. But all right, man. So, uh, that is that is the the recaps of the of the of the break of the of the leagues. Um, once again, thank you to True Classic Tees. Use that code Belly Up Fantasy at checkout so you get twenty five percent off on your purchase with True Classic Tees. Go ahead and check them out; great stuff. All right, man. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with 
our thoughts on the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup squad. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Um, this U.S. Men's National Team World Cup squad uh, thought, thought, share, reaction, whatever the hell you want to call it, is brought to you by <laughs> Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is a pick em, survivor pool challenge, whatever you guys want to do, whatever you guys want to think in your brains and you want to create a challenge amongst friends or some complete strangers, like we're doing with our Run Your Pool challenge for the World Cup. Um, it's there. You can do it with NFL, NBA, whatever sports you want to do, you can do it there. Now, for us, we are running a Run Your Pool Challenge for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Pretty basic. It's right now win- picking the group winners and picking the places. You'll get points as, you, as, you, as you're accurate with your, your, your picks. The person with the highest score, not name me, Edward or Spencer, will Dang. win the jersey of the winner of the 2022 People grow not actually their jersey, but we're gonna get you a jersey of the country that wins the 2022 People World Cup. Like I said, right now it's just the group stages that we're doing. As the tournament progresses, we will get going from you know the round of 16 to the quarterfinals to the semifinals to the final all the way through. Once again, with that the highest score does win the jersey of the country that won the 2022 People World Cup. So go ahead and enter. It is the pin post on our Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. So. Just go ahead, follow the instructions, see how you how you can enter for a chance to win a jersey. But all right, man. So they have announced it. They did this whole spectacle of announcing the players that were going to be representing the U.S. men's national team in the World Cup. Um, oh, I just want to say something about the presentation. I just thought it was a bit extra <laughs> to. All right. Bring these guys on stage. Like it was like a whole thing on ESPN. It was cool. Um that's all I gotta say. It was cool. I mean, I'm I I thought it was a bit much in my opinion, but it, it was I mean, obviously it's the World Cup. It's, it should be a big deal. You should you should be trying to showcase the players like that. Um I don't I don't think I've ever saw them do that for the women's team. So I you know, maybe they just they deserve more of a spectacle when they announce their World Cup squad. But uh that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it was like, you know, kind of like uh, trying to hype it up after the last World Cup. Possibly. I mean, yeah, the, the, this team has the U.S. hasn't been in the World Cup for eight years now, so I, I get that. I get that. That's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, hmm, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, so that is a possibility. But all right, we'll start with goalkeepers at goalkeepers. Matt Turner. From Arsenal, Ethan Horvath, who is currently on loan at Luton Town, and Sean Johnson, NYCFC. Hmm. No Zach Steffen. That's right. Oh crap! And we were really hoping that Zach Steffen was going to do it. Um, it's a real one A one B situation with Zach Steffen and Matt Turner. 
Uh, obviously, th- being that you know Matt, you know Zach Steffen is not one, makes me think that maybe someone, you know, maybe he's dealing with an injury, which is something that is possible with Zach Steffen. Uh, it's crazy to think that he he went on loan to Middlesbrough for the fact to get more playing time so he can make the World Cup roster. Obviously, he left Manchester went went left went on loan from Manchester City to go play at Middlesbrough. Um, but you know what, Matt Turner has deserved to be the guy. I think he is the guy to be in, in between the sticks. Um, I think if anything, the benefit is Matt Turner knows that he is the starting goalkeeper for the USA. Like there is no doubt about it. There's no, there's no, you know, oh, if I mess up, Zach Steffen's coming in. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I think this definitely alleviates a lot of pressure for him. Uh, so, I mean, as a, I do more and more lean more towards Matt Turner just because he is a shot stopper. Like that is what he does. Um, is he great with his feet? Not really, but like not necessarily. It's not, like, it's not the most important thing for me uh, from goalkeepers. Like I don't, I don't need you to be playing Joga Bonito, you know. But, uh, but you know, stopping shots is more important to me than playing, playing with being able to play with your feet. So I, I like that. Ethan Horvath um, has looked pretty good over at Ludentown. Um, you know, say what you want, but I, I, I think. And, you know, some people are saying, oh, Sean Johnson's the number two, which, I mean, honestly, backup goalkeeper, another third string goalkeeper, you could, you could flip him. It doesn't really matter because obviously Matt Turner is going to be the guy playing mostly. But I think those are two really good backups, really good ones. I think Sean Johnson is definitely there to be the, the old man, the group, if you will. Uh, not, not, not like taking a jab, but obviously he's very even keel. Uh, you know, he, he, he'll be there mainly for like leadership purposes because this is a very young USA roster. So, which is yeah, it's, it, has, it hasn't been, it hasn't been as young in a long time. Not even the 2002 uh, roster was this young. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, besides obviously the, the obvious shocker, which is Zach Steffen didn't get called up. Maybe he's dealing with injury or maybe, you know, Greg just wanted to met, let Matt, let Matt Turner know. He's the guy. So, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, honestly, I I was a bit shocked. I was a bit surprised, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured he was going to end up taking uh, Zach Steffen over to the World Cup because we were talking about it. We were like, oh, man, he's been playing really good. You know, we were, I was over here thinking that that's who was going to be his number one. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Not trying to say like sadly, you know, these other three got picked, but no, I mean, Matt Turner is good. So, I mean, it's not like it's a bad deal. It's just, I guess I was a little bit flabbergasted. I thought he was going to be in there with uh, Matt Turner. No, yeah, I, no, I totally get you, get you on that part with Zach Steffen. But those are the goalkeepers, man. So going to defenders, we have Cameron Carter Vickers from Celtic. Sergino Des from AC Milan. Oh, fuck's sake. Aaron Long from Red Bull, New York. Uh, Jack Moore from Nashville. Tim Ream from Fulham. Anthony Robinson from Fulham. Joe Scally from Borussia Mönchengladbach. DeAndre Yellen from Inter Miami. And Walker Zimmerman from Nashville. Oh, yeah. Like... 
there are certain names on this roster that I won't argue with, uh, I won't argue against, but Aaron Long is one of those that I definitely will. Because <laughs> uh, he sucks. I'm sorry. I, this guy is purely a Greg Brawlhalter guy. Like I don't. There's no reason why you, you would pick him. Um, is the Chris Richards injury kind kind of one of the reasons why that that benefited Aaron Long possibly? Um, but there was other guys that I would have gladly taken, and also maybe also the Miles Robinson injury also didn't help because I think if Miles Robinson was was healthy, Aaron Long would not be on this roster. Because Miles Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman would be the two center backs. Um, I just don't like the idea of Aaron Long being even remotely an option. <laughs> like I don't even like. Hopefully he's just on the bench for the whole World Cup because the thought of him, like not even actively on the bench, like just have him there for reserve. Like I don't the the thought of him possibly even maybe becoming being coming off as a substitute scares me. And so I don't like Aaron Long. There was maybe a time that I did like Aaron Long, but that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy about Aaron Long. I think it's very clear that I don't like him. And he's wearing 15. That's the word that, that even hurts me even more. He's wearing 15. <laughs> he's wearing your number. He's wearing number 15. I and I don't like it. <laughs> like I, I just I mean, don't like this. Guy. Okay. Okay. What if he was like, okay, you either wear 30 or. Oh, he could have worn 33 for all I care. He could wear any number. No, 30, 30. Yeah, he could wear any number. I don't care, but like, know. Jesus Christ. It, it just, it's, it's just not easy to like Aaron Long right now. Um, you could have had Mark McKenzie. You could have had James Sands. James Sands from Rangers, like that's currently playing at Rangers. Well, yeah, currently playing at Rangers right now, who gives you a different type of player because not only can he play center back, but he can also play in the midfield. Um, that seems like a very, you know, if you're talking about like back end players, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe like guys that are like, eh, I'm not entirely sure if I want to bring him in. James Sands is a perfect guy because of his versatility. The fact that he can play center back and play defensive midfield, that, that seems very, that seems very helpful. Um, but yeah, Aaron Long, I think is the one I don't like. Uh, Shaq Moore is a little bit of a head scratcher, but I, I think he's, he's a guy that Greg Berhalter really likes. Um, Tim Ream, some people may think I, I may have not been happy with that move, but look, Tim Ream has been playing very consistently with Fulham. That's a fact. Is he old? You bet. But he's also a cap, he's also the captain of Fulham. So I mean, like, is he going to play games? Uh, maybe like if, if he, if he looks better on practice than Cameron Carter Vickers or Aaron Log, God forbid that happens. Um, like I'm not against Tim Ream. I think his experience is very beneficial, and I mean he plays in England, so he sees a lot of the English players and the Welsh players. So that could be a benefit, at least for Greg Brawlhalter, to have another set of eyes on the on the field, or maybe not on the field. You know, maybe as another coach, you know. So I'm not against uh, I'm not against Tim Ream, but I do like to see Sergio Des. I do like seeing Anthony Robinson, Joe Scali. I'm really happy to see just because. I, I, I've liked how he's been playing for Borussia Mönchengladbach. He's actually rumored, like, there's a rumor that Tottenham and Manchester United are actually keeping a close eye on him. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. they like what they're seeing from him, so he could possibly be making a move for the English Premier League. Uh, but Edward, um, I know you're not necessarily the big defense, big fan defense, but 
Uh, what do you got to say about the defenders that got called up for the World Cup? I mean, you know, I've liked Sergino Des, um, Shaq Moore, Team Rim, Anthony Robinson, um, Joe Scally, DeAndre Yedlin. You know, I was like, that's cool. Okay, they're taking they're taking him like. Uh, I guess you could say the experience, the experience uh, wingback. Actually, um, the only guy with World Cup experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it, it makes sense to take him. It's kind of like, a, you know, how Brazil's doing. I mean, Brazil does have the variety of player that has World Cup experience, but they're also taking <laughs> he's, Danny he's Alves. He's the Danny Alves of the US. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the Danny Alves. Legit, basically like <laughs> the same exact player, just, you know, not as old, but he has the experience and he's literally playing the same position. So, I mean, and they play the same way. So that's it's really cool. Basically, I think this is going to be his last role for DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, I agree. I agree. So Walker Zimmerman. So yeah, uh, I I I like what I see. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know much about Aaron Long. You know, I, I I'm just going off of you, Cameron Carter, Vic Vickers. Um, don't know much about him, so I'm just I'm just going off of what you say. But yeah, I, if I could get like Sergino Dest to start and he starts and he's like on fire, you know that that would be amazing because it's like maybe they may want him back in Barca. I don't know. You really want him back in Barca, don't you? Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> that was that was like badass. Like what they had two. I think it was like three players from the U.S. and not uh, one of them made it to the uh, front line. Conrad de la Fuente was there for a bit. Uh huh. Conrad de la Fuente was there, and then he really didn't. He really didn't make a big impact at all. If anything, Des was the one that made the impact. Just, well, I mean, also it didn't uh, help that he was a winger, and yeah, <laughs> I mean that's Barcelona's surplus of wingers. Yeah, he 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 decided to be getting called up at the wrong time. I think yeah, those are the only yeah. two Americans. I, Maybe there's another one. I don't remember. There was another one. I just can't remember his name, man. I cannot right. remember his name for the last minute. But yeah, so those are defenders. Now the midfield. This is a little bit interesting just because of how where they where they labeled him in. But hey, that's where they put him in. Uh, Brendan Aronson from Leeds United. Helen Acosta from LAFC. Tyler Adams from Leeds United. Luca De La Torre from Celta Vigo. Uh, Weston McKenney from Juventus, Eunice Musa from Valencia, oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Christian Roldan from Seattle Sounders. Um, so, what, like I said, it's interesting that they mentioned Brendan Aronson as a midfielder. I do see him more as a winger, but I do know he can also play in the midfield. Though I think he'll probably be more. I think he'll be more more used on the wings. I don't. I think they just put him there just to put him there. Uh, but yeah. MMA. That's that's the only thing you need to know about the midfield. Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, and Tyler Adams. I think that's 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 who you're gonna start with. Luca De La Torre. I know he's dealing with some. I know he he dealt with an injury. I don't know if he's gonna be a hundred percent, but I think he is gonna be a very important player, especially coming off the bench. Um, Kellen Acosta, man, like people can't. There's gonna be some people that don't like Kellen Acosta, and and I kind of get that. But I mean, the dude can play. I don't think yeah. that there's any argument towards it. The guy, I mean, the dude scored a goal in the MLS Cup off of a free kick. So, I mean, I think there is some quality in him. I, I really do think that there's some there's some real value from Kellen Acosta. 
If you were to ask me two years ago about Kellen Costa making the World Cup spot, I would have been very livid about it. But the way he's been playing since since then has been really good. I've been really impressed by him. So, and he's from Texas. So, also there's a lot of players from Texas on this team. By the way, I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just y'all. <laughs> but y'all. And uh, and Christian rolled that. Um, oh my god. Why they call this guy? I, I get it. He's versatile. He could, he could, he could play midfield. He could kind of play defensive midfield. Uh, maybe play on the wings, but oh my god, that was just not one that I wanted. That that that's one of those where you could have maybe gone after somebody else. Maybe not necessarily a midfielder. Maybe, maybe go get yourself another attacker. You know, um. Yeah, that one, that one, that one, and Aaron Long are the ones that are doesn't doesn't make me very happy to see. Uh, just gonna say that. But uh, Edward, midfielders. I mean, so I mean, I know who Brandon Harrison is. Kind of Costa, Tyler Adams. You know, that's pretty cool. Luca de la Torre is the one that I'm I'm not too known about. Wes McKinney, of course. Minas Musa, of course. Christian Roldan. Uh, I mean, I guess because he's in the MLS, I'm like not too big on him. I just remember that uh, isn't his brother playing the Guatemalan? League, no, his, his brother plays for El Salvador. He's the captain. El Salvador. Actually. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. So it's like he, one El Salvador. Well, one. So both Christian Roldan, obviously, because they're brothers. But uh, yeah. Christian Roldan and and um, wow, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, well, <laughs> the the Roldans, they are. Guatemalan Salvadorian Americans. And yeah. uh there was a whole there was a whole thing about about uh you know the little little brother the little rolled on about him, you know, he was gonna play like it looked very certain that he was gonna play for Guatemala and then in the last minute he was like, you know what? Nah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna commit to a team yet. And then they find out that he chose to play for El Salvador. Um so Yeah. So Guatemala hates him, but you know, El Salvador loves him. Matter of fact, he's a captain. But um, but yeah, no, Christian Roldan. I just, you know what? At, at least it's not Jackson Yule. I'll say that. At least it's not Jackson Yule or or Will Trap. But yeah, I feel like that could have been maybe another position. Someone else could have got been been the benefactor of that spot. But hey, Christian Roldan, he's going to the World Cup. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. But moving on to forwards, the the position ever likes more than anything else. Yep. Um, Jesus Ferreira from FC Dallas, Jordan Morris from the Seattle Sounders, Christian Pulisic, Chelsea, Gio Reyna from Borussia Dortmund, Josh Sargent from Norwich City, Tim Weah from Lille, and Haji Wright. Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to try not to butcher this team's name. Ati <laughs> Osborne. No, Ricardo Pepe. No, That's Jordan Pivac. I, I was one, I was actually really surprised about no Ricardo Pepe. And no, Paul Ariel. That's right. Yeah. So Jesus for all right. So I, I'm I'm gonna wait before we talk strikers. So obviously the wingers: Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic. Gio Reyna, uh, Timothy Weah. 
You're going to also throw Brendan Aronson into that mix as well. I think that yeah. you, honestly, winger base, I like that, those group of wingers. I know there's some people that don't necessarily like too much, are not too happy about Jordan Morris. Um, Jordan Morris is a guy that I do actually like. Uh, me and Edward have said a lot, a lot. We've given Jordan Morris a lot of praise and obviously not necessarily having the best, didn't have the best year with the Seattle Sounders. Um, honestly, everybody that complains about the MLS guys, I get it that like, besides the guys from LAFC, um, okay, there's no Philadelphia Union players, but besides Kellen Acosta, everybody else has been not playing for like almost a whole month. So I get that complaint, but like, if, if I think if the player is if the player can fit to what Greg Berhalter wants, was like, which I really hate saying that, use that sentence. But if the, <laughs> if the player is good, I think that they they deserve a shot. Like that that's just gonna be me. But I think Jordan Morris, I think he can he can be a can can do some things for the team. He's a very hard worker, which is one of the things that I like about it. Along with him being very in my mind talented, um, is he gonna start? No. Obviously, when you have guys like Christian Pulisic, Gio, there's a there's a situation where you don't even know who's going to be your starting wingers. I mean, Christian Pulisic is guaranteed, but Timothy Weah, in my opinion, is like one of the better wingers on this team. In hindsight, Gio Reyna is actually a, a midfielder, but and and you know, Brendan Aronson's also a winger. So the winger position is very loaded, in my opinion. So I'm just gonna just say that as my thoughts. Uh, Edward, any thoughts on the wingers before we get to the strikers? Mm, no, honestly, um, I think they're doing good. Like, I think, I think, uh, yeah, um, basically, you said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I mean, like I said, I'm I'm okay with the wingers. Um, maybe maybe you could have made done some things differently, but I'm fine with it. Now the the striker position, Jesus Ferreira. Josh Sargent and Haji Wright. So, this is what Greg Berhalter said. I just want to point that out. <laughs> so, he mentioned Josh Sargent. One, he's doing really well in the championship. I actually agree with him. He's given praise for what he's been able to do in the championship. Um, you know, Norwich is more, looks more, very likely to be promoted next season. Uh, and that you could definitely give credit to Josh Sargent for, for being part of that. His argument for the reason for bringing Josh Sargent is because obviously he plays in England. He sees players that are English and Welsh, so he could be an advantage. I don't know if that's really a good, look, man. If that's the island he's going to die on, he's going to die on that island. That's all I got to say for that for that argument. Um, Haji Wright. He's saying that because Haji Wright is like a big body, he is performing well. He, he's been scoring goals for. Antalyaspor, Antalyaspor, Antalyaspor. He's been scoring goals for them, um, and he's saying that he chose him over Jordan Pifak. Now, I do prefer Jordan Pifak because he is a big body striker, kind of similar to a Josie Altador type of player. Um, and, and I mean, when you have to look at form between Haji Wright and Pifak, you do have to give it to Haji Wright. Pifak kind of quieted down a little bit into the season after that hot start that he had. So I get those things and I agree with him. I don't, I, I mean, just my bias, I would have preferred to get Jordan Pifak because I think he does have a little bit more body for him, 
for, for what they're going to be facing against England and, and Wales and Iran. So, I mean, I would have preferred Jordan Peefock, but that's just my personal bias. Not going to say anything else. Jesus Ferreira on the other side. Like, uh, you can, I can already tell you, Josh Sargent is the only one I don't have any questions behind. But Jesus Ferreira, who honestly did really well for FC Dallas, scored a lot of goals for FC Dallas, you know, didn't really have a great MLS Cup when, when, he, when FC Dallas was there. But I get why they, they called him up. And the thing that I will say that kind of, I can, un- well, my brain was looking at it, not Greg Berhalter's brain. My brain was saying, okay, you got these two bigger forwards. Yes, Jar Sargent is still is considered a big forward. Um, these taller forwards that are more of target man type players, poachers, if you will. And then you have Jesus Ferreira, who is more of a false nine. I think you can say he's, he's, he's tiny. Okay. He's small. He's a little guy. So what yeah. he can bring to the table is that he has a, a different type of speed, a type of ability with to touch the ball. But Greg Berhalter said something that I was just like, this, this guy's an idiot. And he said that he actually chose Jesus Ferreira over Ricardo Pepe. Last time I checked, Ricardo Pepe is way taller than Jesus Ferreira. He is not a false nine. He's actually a true nine. He can actually score goals in multiple ways. We've seen him score goals off a header. We've seen him take direct shot goals. We've seen him make runs. We've seen him create his own goals. He is a number nine. That is what... And he's... And this man, this young man, Ricardo Pepe, goes, you know, isn't doing well at Augsburg, so he goes over to the Eredivisie on loan to go play for Groningen to score goals so he can get informed to make the World Cup roster. And he's scoring goals. So I want to point that out. And he does not get taken into this roster because he gets chosen over Jesus Ferreira, who was his understudy when he was at FC Dallas. Because if you guys, which I can tell you because I was tortured by this team, Ricardo Pepe would play up top. And who would be his cam? Jesus Ferreira. And this isn't me like taking shots at Jesus Ferreira because Honestly, if it was Ricardo Pepe, Josh Sargent, and Hansen Ferreira, I would still be okay with that group. Haji Wright really did surprise me. I just didn't think he was on, on the radar for, for Greg Berhalter. I can understand that Jordan Pufak has quieted down, but Ricardo Pepe, Ricardo Pepe, the way he's been playing, how do you not take him is the only thing that pisses me off. Like, how do you not take him? And then you give us this, like, if you're going to choose form, choose form. Like some of these guys, he used form, and then some of them he didn't use. He like when he was trying to explain. I hate that these managers, all these managers, it's not just you know Greg Berhalter, like Gareth Southgate. Like, oh, why'd you you why'd you pick? Why does dude pick Harry Maguire over freaking Tamori? Is beyond me. <laughs> but he did that, and that, and he and he used he used his dumb logic to explain it. Like, just say you picked the guy because you wanted that guy. Like, I mean. It, it, regardless, people aren't going to like your decision, but at least, hey, that's the guy he likes. So, I mean, um, Jesus Ferreira, I'm fine with because he does bring a different type of play to you, but Ricardo Pepe should have been here. There's no way you don't put Ricardo Pepe on the squad. Like, it, it is, to me, the dumbest move. Hopefully, it doesn't bite them. Um, before I say the overall with the U.S. men's national team, Edward, you got anything to say about the strikers? No, I mean, uh, 
I would, like to be honest, I was shocked that Ricardo Pepe wasn't in the starting squad. But I mean, I I, I guess we just have to put our faith in, in Greg Ballhalter and see what his mind is thinking. Because I mean, that's the only thing I can tell you. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, I honestly would have preferred Ricardo Pepe to be honest, to be like the number nine, to be the striker. Um, but right now, I guess it's just like a mixture. I guess he just wants to have diversity and uh, he doesn't want to just rely on that tall striker kind of deal going on. You know, I mean, it, it, it sucks because I think uh, everybody else has like a different kind of standpoint um, from, you know, from from just this. Like, honestly, I'm just like, shit, like Uruguay themselves, what, they're taking, what, Luis Suarez, Edison Cavani, Darwin Nunez, you know, as strikers. So I'm like, you know, both, all three, all three of them, you know, we've seen how they perform. And, you know, I'm not saying that these, these guys can't perform, but I mean, um, like you said, like Ricardo Pepe is way more taller than Jesus Ferreira. So, I mean, well, we'll see, we'll see, man. I'm just saying, I guess we'll just see. Yeah. Uh, all right, so overall on this roster, I'm actually very pleased with it. Besides the little hiccups, the, the one thing, like, don't get don't get it twisted. I love the fact that Haji writes there. Like, I mean, you know, he he's he's played with these guys over the years, all the way down to like the U levels. So I yeah. really don't hate Haji Wright. I think it's it's great that he's getting his call up. Like, he's a, he, out of all. Well, Josh, I mean, Josh Sargent, both of them have been informed, but like. This is honestly the hardest thing anybody can do is to try to make a World Cup roster because you're going to leave guys out. It's just going to happen. It sucks that it happens, but that comes with the job. I mean, injuries happen, obviously. I think if Miles Robinson was healthy, this would be a completely different look, uh, looking team because Miles Robinson, in my opinion, is the second best center back next to Walker Zimmerman. Right. Um, if Chris Richards was healthy, that could have honestly been the nail in the coffin for Ellen Long not to be on this roster, but here he is. Um, maybe there isn't a midfielder that can argue for Christian Roldan. Maybe Paul Ariola should have been in there instead of Christian Roldan. Like, there's other, there's so many things to like when, like, I get it. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. And it's like, you don't want to mess this up because it's been eight years since the U.S. men's national team has been in the World Cup. And, um, I mean, like I said, all in all, Besides two players that I really don't want on this roster, I'm really happy with this whole with this roster. I'm really I'm glad with, I'm content with this one. The big question would be, what does Greg Berhalter choose to do with this team? Like how he sets them up. I swear to God, if I see them playing through the back, it's probably gonna piss me off a lot of these games. Um, because you guys know how I feel about them playing through the back. I told you we probably are not gonna make it past the group if we play like that especially against teams like England and Wales, but maybe they can, I, I, like I said, this team is very tenacious. This is a very, like, that's the one word I can give these guys is that they're tenacious. As long as they keep that fight and just say F it, if things start not going as planned and actually, and, and try to play better ball, this could be a completely different World Cup roster and maybe they make a good run and, and we, and we get excited for 2026. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, that is the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup squad. All right, we'll get going to 
Players of the Week. Players of the Week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an amazing apparel company that is that is actually approved by the players' associations of Major League Soccer, the major the Major League Baseball, uh, and the National Basketball Association. They also do some stuff with some NCAA uh, gear as well. But I love these shirts, man. They're very comfortable, and I get to rep now. Like I said, it's licensed by the Players Association, not by the leagues. So let's let's make that clear. So you're not going to get any actual, actual like Astros gear or anything like that because obviously it's not partnered with MLB. But you get like like for instance, I got myself a pretty cool Jeremy Pena shirt. I love Jeremy Pena. Didn't win Rookie of the Year, which it was expected. Julio Rodriguez was going to win that one, but I love the shirt. You know, World Series MVP and all that stuff. So very comfortable shirts, uh, really cool designs. So if you guys want to go ahead and check them out, go to intheclutch.com. And if you use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off on your purchase. So thanks again for In the Clutch for being the presenting sponsor of Players of the Week. All right, Edward, who's your player of the week? All right, so I'm going to Anfield for my player of the week. And... It is Darwin Nunez who scored two goals in Liverpool's 3-1 win against Southampton. I think he... Yeah, I know. I was like... I mean, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, we, we've we been talking a lot of smack about Darwin Nunez. The, the press has been. But he performed. So, I mean, he scored two goals. So, hey, you know what? He's my player of the week. So, Hector, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Martin Odegaard. Oh, damn. The, cap- the captain of Arsenal, you know, obviously gets them a very strong push as now they have a five-point lead over Manchester City in the standings. Martin Odegaard goes ahead and scores two goals in Arsenal's 2 nothing win against Wolves. Once again, these are very well team effort goal scoring that they've been doing, moving the ball really well. Uh, like I said, Mikel Arteta has been doing a really great job. I know I said a lot of things about him early when earlier but the season. Apparently, Stan Kroenke at least has faith in this guy. Not like me. But <laughs> I still want Shaka. Mm. Okay, look. All right, update on the whole Granite Shaka thing. Do I still want him out? You bet. I, you, you damn well bet. You know I do. But. Yeah, you do. I, I'm give, I'll, I give props when I give props, man. He has been working very hard. And he's been. Definitely doing a lot more better on the field. He's he's not getting as many red cards as I'm used to. Um, so I'm actually I, I'll give props when I do give you know when people prove me wrong. I'll I'll always give him props. Brandon Xhaka has has proven to be having some work for the club. It does yeah. not change the fact that I still want him on the club. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's some. Maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll say that I do want him. To stay with, with Arsenal. Maybe that'll happen. I, think, I don't I think, know. I think, I think the only way that you'll be able to say that is like if he, for some reason, is the one that makes them win the league title. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. Who knows? But yeah. So congratulations to Darwin Nunez and Martin Odegaard for being our Players of the Week. Once again, thank you to In the Clutch for being the presenting sponsor of Players of the Week. Go ahead and check out. In the clutch.com, go ahead and use that code insert name at checkout to save you 10% on your purchase. All right, guys, 
Look, do I really need to tell y'all what to watch this weekend? Like, do I have to like <laughs> actually? Do I actually have to say it? I mean, it's the World Cup. Sunday, two p.m. Central Time. Qatar versus Ecuador. And then after that, it's just nonstop soccer from there. <laughs> so, buckle up. Jesus Christ, so much soccer. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the summer of soccer like that that happened during our first year of Inter Name FC. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot. But yeah, so the World Cup. That's all you gotta know. The World Cup. Go ahead and check it out, man. Whether you watch it on Fox Sports or in Univision, it don't matter. I mean, probably watching Univision because everybody knows the Spanish broadcast is always better. Um, and also, Glenn Davis isn't a part of the the World Cup announcing team, so yeah, watch it in Spanish. Even if you don't speak Spanish, just watch in Spanish. <laughs> You'll thank me later. Yeah, it's more it's more exciting. Like it, just the vibe itself is like way more exciting. Yeah. So, so yeah. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with three up, three down, the 2022 FIFA World Cup jerseys. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR. Fanatics has you covered, so go ahead and check out the link on our bios at Insert Name FC on Instagram and Twitter, and go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of Insert Name FC. And we're back. It is time for three up, three down. Obviously, the World Cup is here, and we're gonna go and look at the jerseys for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. We're always gonna start things with Spencer, then me, and then Edward. So for Spencer's three down, at number three, he has Canada. Played it safe, shaking my head, and I 100% <laughs> agree. Like Canada has been the World Cup. I don't know how long. And, and this is the look you decide to go with? This is just boring design? Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, this was, this was, this, like, you could have done so much better. You could have done, pay homage to the team that did make it to the World Cup and did, like, cause that was, but even though that was an Adidas jersey, but still, like, you could have done something, man, like this. Come on, Nike. Nike Nike just this was not the year for Nike, man. No, it was not. But yeah, so that's Spencer's number three. Number two, Croatia. Croatia with the with the broken checkered pattern would have been dope as fuck if it had have been their outline of their logo. Oh man. Mm. Let me see. Let me see Yeah. I'm not a fan. Of, yeah, I'm not a fan of this of this Croatia jersey, which is yeah. like you expect the checkerboard. I mean, that's that's it's Croatia's. That, once again, Nike, Nike again. Like Jesus, like, yeah. I I do see what Spencer meant. Like I would have probably liked that look a little bit more if they did it that way too. But <laughs> come on, Nike, this is this is just not your best work. That's all I gotta say. And number one, South Korea's reverse color change mom and pop wax paper cup themed jerseys threw me off. 
Let me see this. I need to see this because it sounds. That's the only yeah, because I was like, oh, okay, I see what he's talking about. What group is is Korean? Uh, South Korea is in the Uruguay group. Oh, in the last group. Oh. <laughs> what in the mom and pop? <laughs> mom and pop. I mean, it just looks like it just. No, nah, I mean, it just looks like somebody just fucking threw paintbrush marks on it. You, you know it. what I'm gonna tell you right now? You know what I'm gonna what? tell you right now. What? Their away kit is 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 the RB Leipzig jersey. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. That's an RB Leipzig jersey. That's right. Like damn Nike again. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! This is. I don't know. I felt like Nike would have been on a lot of people's three downs, and I yeah. So I think that's, it is. That's, yeah. that's Spencer's number one is is South Korea. Damn. All right, man. So my number three, and I'm just gonna put them all together in this group, just to knock oh, it out. Shit. Huh? All right. That's it. All right. Uh, is uh the Puma away design? Damn. So all the Puma. That weird number square thing. Okay, maybe not all of them. Some of them were pretty dope, but specifically, let me let me let me list them down switch right now. Switch. Switzerland, Switzerland, definitely. Uh, let me let me let me go down the list here and make sure I get all the Puma jerseys before I Damn. before I go full on. Okay, this um, dude here. Uh, um, yeah, Senegal, Senegal, Senegal looks like Power Rangers. Um, not, and I think I'm, those are the only the two, cool honestly. Huh? I think those are the only two no. that that Puma represents. No, there's more. Um. Oh, uh, Uruguay. Uh, Mor- yeah, Morocco. Yeah, no. Subtle, but no. Uh, Ghana. Ser- yeah, Serbia. Yeah, Serbia, you too. Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, definitely Ghana. And U- Uruguay. Yeah, all of them. Damn. Not a fan of. Uh, wait, did I say one was okay? No. Uh, wait, you did, you did say, uh, Serbia, Morocco. I think, was okay. Or Morocco, I think. All right, Morocco's safe. I'll say Morocco's safe. That one's that one's okay. I'm okay with that design. But the yeah, Damn. the Puma, the Puma ways. I'll accept. I'll accept Morocco. Uh, Morocco, Morocco. You're, yeah, all of them, all of them, just bad. All right, number two. Number two mm-hmm. is. Try not to repeat here, but you know what? Yeah, number two, I'm going. I'm going with Croatia, man. The home. <laughs> this is. It's just a disrespect to Croatia, man. The the way kid though. The oh, the way kid, I like it. I like it. The, the way kid, I fuck with. This this is just lazy. It's like they didn't want to finish the checkered thing. They're like, yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, this is the yeah. Fire that intern. And, and number one, and it's blasphemous because it, we're talking about you know this is possibly somebody this is this is going to be Cristiano Ronaldo's last World Cup jersey by the way. Oh, here we go. Portugal, Portugal's home. Yeah. Kid. You want to yeah. talk about lazy? <laughs> Just full on lazy. Like at least at least with with Croatia they had the checkerboard kind of the the kind of checkerboard. Someone, 
Someone just drew a line and just said, F it, that'll do. They'll do, little doggy. They'll do. Yeah, so my yeah, my number one is Portugal. That's just that's disrespectful to Cristiano Ronaldo. This is his last World Cup, and this is this is how we're gonna remember. Maybe they can wear the other the the, the, the away kit. The away kit looks better. The away yeah. kit looks decent. Yeah, it's not it's not like oh my god, but I mean yeah, it's not it's this. Good. It's not this home kit. So yeah, but all right, over what you do now. All right, so my three down. I think Spence will know what I'm talking about when I say it. So my three down is actually Cameroon's. Uh, I think it's like the away kit or the I don't know the middle one. The middle one. So you see how? Oh. Yeah, you see how it's like plain white. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the trimmings on the on the side of the of the uh, of the sleeves, but it's like okay. So to me, that right there, that design, it looks like if somebody pasted a tank pad protector. Okay, so that tank pad protector is the one that I had on my bike when uh, basically oh. it prevents from from scratching it. From scratching yeah. it or something. Yeah. So like it, it legit looks like it. So when I saw it, I was like, Did somebody just go ahead and say it just fell on the shirt? And they're like, Oh man, like the little sticky, the little sticky mm-hmm. part fell on it. And they're like, Hey, that doesn't look half bad. We'll just go ahead and integrate it into that shirt. I was like, bro. I was like, really? And I don't usually love Cameroon teams. Sometimes they keep it basic. And those are always like the best ones for Cameroon. But this one's just, Oh, you're gonna love this over. Damn. All right. Here's this, a fun fact. Cameroon's 2022 World Cup kit are made by One All Sport, a brand with origins in motorsports. Well, that, that's what explains <laughs> it. But it's like, jeez. I was like, why would you put a tank pad? It, okay. Is that, so are you. you saying that for all of the Cameroon jerseys or is it just the... No, the, like, okay. So I, I kind of dig the red one with the, with the green, but I, I, it's not like, it's not winning me over. It's yeah. not. That's my number three. Like that's why, because I'm like Cameroon always has. They always bring it. Like when it comes to the jerseys, this. Dude, I was just like, yeah, Man. you're talking about the lion. Just like, well, for one, the tank pad basically it prevents it from you hitting your belt buckle, mm-hmm. or like your belt, your belt button from hitting the t- pad and scratching it. So think about it. You literally basically saying, I'm about to dump my my sack, my close to my sack in front of your face, because that's where the tank pad is. I was like, no, that ain't right. That is not right. No, sir. All right, like, so number oh. three, Cameroon. I, I, I want to hear the rest of these. <laughs> this, right. this is the number three. <laughs> All right, so number two, I I agree with you, Portugal, the home. Like, I was just like, what in the hell is this? Like, I mean, <sighs> Nike has known Portugal for so many years, and they've, they've kept it simple. The maroon, the green, if anything, they had the green on the sleeves. Um, they kept it maybe half and half, but this right here was just, we're going to go ahead and do a little cross design, like talk about, we're going to cross the, the X and the Y axis on this fucking shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Like, golly, bro. Like, like I, the Jesus. thing I, I really don't get is like how you just get like a little bit of the sleeve of the left sleeve. No, that's, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. A- you might as well just, just done the whole, they just done the whole right sleeve. That's it. If anything. It's cool. You keep the wave, whatever. But the whole right sleeve would have been better, if anything, or at least like go over the Nike's emblem, at least or something. But no, nah, these dudes like, oh, we're gonna go just go over the half of the stomach and then show like, I'm like, the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? I was like, man, that is just fucked up. 
Yeah. All right. And, all right. And, um, my number one, um, maybe I just don't see it. Maybe it's just me, but the Belgium away, like, I guess it's just the colors. Doesn't remind me of Belgium. Oh, okay. So, like, it just, it's just very, maybe they're trying to do a statement in Qatar, like, you know, good for them, but if we're just going off of, like, physical design, I, the colors just throw me off. Like, it just looks like, almost like a tie-dye effect to it. It's, it's really hard to read the logo, too. I- yeah. Like, I'm over here trying to zoom, literally, I'm zooming in right now as we speak. So, yeah. Okay. So, that's, that's my, that's my three downs. All right, going back to Spencer. At number one, at number three, Jesus Christ. Number three, Argentina away with the hidden flames go extra hard. <laughs> yeah, they're actually pretty good. They're this pretty is going to be, and by the way, this is, this, this is possibly Messi's last jersey. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, the, pur- the purple flame kit. I mean, yeah. And I, I like how they whited out the Argentina badge, by the way, too. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one for us. Good one, Spencer. Number two, Tunisia's home and away. Ooh, so yeah. he likes both of them. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I, I got to say, I like the pattern. Yeah. It's very, you know, obviously, definitely has to do with Tunisia's it, culture. It has to, yeah, it does. Like, it, I'll be honest, like, the pattern is not different. Like, the pattern is the exact same pattern, it's just in a different color, different undertone. Um, but yeah, I could see it. Like it's very basic, but it does have something that you know catches the eye. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, good good one on that one. And number one is Mexico's home with the bird inlay. The intricacy is bananas. Yeah, Mexico, <laughs> bro. That badge sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the badge is no longer the same one as it used to be. Yeah, that badge is terrible. I I'm I'm all, I'm, all, I'm always stand by that. That that statement, it looks like a tramp stamp. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this jersey is it's beautiful, man. It's a it's a beautiful jersey. I I, I can't hate it. Uh, I want to hate it, but I can't hate it. It's a good jersey. So yeah. No. All, right. All right. So my number three, and probably I'm gonna go with Belgium's home. And, and this is the reason why. Ready for it, Okay. Makes me think of Guy Fieri. Because <laughs> of the fire on the sleeves? Yeah. <laughs> welcome. I'm about to call these the Welcome to Flavor Town jerseys. <laughs> oh, this dude. The Flavor Town kit. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is, I, I might buy this jersey just because of that. I, I'll get a, get a Guy Fieri Belgium jersey. <laughs> He's not even Belgium. He's not even from Belgium. <laughs> you just, you just, you just want to get the, 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 the shirt, um, just shirt with the, with the Fury name on the back. Yeah. Guy Fieri. Yeah. Maybe put 69 on the back. Oh, God. Guy Fieri. Welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> so that's my, that's my number three. My number two, uh, collectively Japan. Yeah, Japan has some pretty badass. Dude, that's an origami design. It has to be origami. It has to be origami, right? The design on the blue jersey? 
I'm trying to see. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, the thing is, I, I think it's just, it just it's killer. Like, it just kicks ass no matter what. Um, yeah. I think it's just their logo alone, bro. Yeah, it's a strong logo. It, you can't really. If, if they change it, they, they better change it to like Pikachu or something. But Bro, man. Slayer, like, like, their logo is always good. But yeah. Adidas, the, the Adidas logo. Like a lot of people were hating on the Adidas logo, but I, it no, actually doesn't. It looks, it looks good without the letters. Yeah, like I like it. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah you you don't need the, you don't need the name Adidas to know it's Adidas. And, and um, and number one, oof, man, this is gonna be hard. Uh, um, but. I mean, as soon as I saw these jerseys, I was already like, I fell in love with them. Right. And, and, and that's Germany. <laughs> that is Germany's yeah, home. Their home, their home's pretty badass. Their like home kit. I, and like, I mean, I guess we kind of saw these ahead of time because of the women's Euro. But yeah, yeah. These, jerseys, these jerseys are freaking beautiful. I love it. It is clean. It is Germany. Like, when you see this, you think of Germany instantly, um, which is also a pretty important thing to be able to know. The white kit is pretty cool too, but I mean, this black jersey, this is like everything that you expect to see from Germany with a different flair. Like, I mean, the the gold for the German badge, the gold for the Adidas logo, just the black stripe. I mean, it's not something that Germany normally does, but you expect a white jersey from Germany. Yeah, these are going to be sick in the World Cup. Yeah. So that is my three up. What's your three up? All right. So my three up is actually going to be number three. All right. So believe it or not, number three is actually so. Okay, I just want to put it out there. I think Morocco's home jersey. Should have been Portugal's home jersey, just with the maroon and the green. Mm. That was that's my thought. Okay, so back to our yeah, no. back to our normal uh, <laughs> our normal story. All right, so let's see my number one or my number three, three. Sorry, yeah. So my number three is actually. France has like a little bit of elegance on it, has the gold and the blue, same old France. Nothing's really too much change, just maybe the collar, and some of them actually have the collar. Mind you, it's a Nike shirt. It's a Mike Nike jersey, so I think this is the first time point. a Nike jersey has made has made it to the top. To the top three? Yeah. Alright. Number two. My number two is actually the Spain home jersey. It just has like a, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the emblem, but it could also be like the shoulder lines and the collar itself. It just has a regal look to it. Like it just feels like you have a cape on, you know? Yeah, this is just, this is just pure class. This, this is Spain. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Very, just could say, like very fancy. All right. Mm-hmm. And my number one, I don't know why. And, this, and ironically, this is a Nike shirt. But 
the Netherlands away jersey. Maybe it's the red that pops. The like, Netherlands away. It, yeah, it's like a, it's like a not a navy blue, but like a, a, a I'm not gonna call it a Barcelona blue either. It's a, oh, it's okay. a red, yeah, but it like it, the red, just the acts, the red accents. I, I really hope we see this Dutch jersey more than we see that weird shiny Dude, orange. Yes, jersey. that one. I was like, where's the orange? This whole looks gold. I was like, are they trying to say like we're gold now? What the fuck? It's more like foil gold, like right, right. It's, like, yeah, it's not a the, good look. They, they, they made they they made their shirts out of the Ferrero Rocher chocolate like slippers, <laughs> the slip ons over the foils that they left over. Somebody was eating some Ferrero Rocher and just crumbled it up and threw it in the trash. And they're like, wait a minute. No, they didn't throw it in the trash. They just kind of like started folding and playing origami with it. Like this looks like a shirt. I'm like, <gasps> I have an idea, guys. Yeah, this was in the best year for Nike. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I think it's just that the way that that the badge just pops out of that blue. I know that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like but one of the few times where the this like this stupid Nike layout actually doesn't look that bad. It's probably because of the black uh, on the back of the logo. And if you guys want to know what I mean when I say stupid Nike layout, just look at England. <laughs> just, just look at England. That's that's pretty rough. Um, look uh, at USA. To, USA. To, be honest, to be honest, the Nike layout on the England one, I like it because of that. It's like a light bluish popping out of like, it, it has like the highlighter blue popping out of that red. So uh, it has that same so, effect. So, it has so that, that same effect. I got to say something here. What? Like, I know we bash these USA jerseys. Like really uh, bad. I, I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even. To be honest, I didn't even put them in my in my top. So I know we bashed these like USA jerseys when they first came oh, out. Oh god, here we go. I'm kind of the home jersey is kind of growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're still gonna get it whether it grows or not. I know you. I mean, you know, it's a candy jersey and probably, but like. It's not as bad. Like when you look at it, it's not that bad. I mean, the oof, the blue ones, that one's yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, that blue one's bad. But the white one, I I, I can live with the white one. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at all the other Nike jerseys, you're like, Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't think they did it, well, except for Saudi Arabia. I think they, I think they, not so much the green one, but the white one was pretty good for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Poland, look, they did Poland right. Hmm. Uh, you know, France. They did pretty well with France. Uh, Australia. I mean, you can't, you can't really fuck with Poland. Like, you can't really fuck with Poland. The away kit for Australia looks kind of weird. Um, weird colors choice. Uh, let me see what the other Nike. Canada sucks. I mean, we've already said that. Croatia. The home, the home looks bad, but the away looks pretty cool. The away looks badass. Dude, if you notice, the way has that same red checkered, uh, and it's almost the same blue color as the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the it, it, it works. Brazil, like, Brazil's home. I mean, it's what you expect, but I don't know what the heck that away kit is. I don't, I, I don't know with the with the blue, weird, the yeah, purple? with the weird, nah, with the weird little thing that's going on. The, the stuff, leopard like print, the, the weird leopard print. Yeah. Um, I think they want to. I think they want to bring like the Amazon with them or something. I, I mean, we know. already said about Portugal. Um, yeah, South Korea, not a great look. Yeah, it, I mean South, South Korea. South Korea, that's their color. So I actually like it. I mean, South Korea, their home. It, it's, yeah, it's but I'm talking about like the away, which is oh, basically yeah, that's, away, that's an RP Leipzig kid. 
the, the away, it's like somebody just hung like tarp. They hung a, a you need to put a you need to put a Red it. Bull logo on that on that away kid. No, this is no, it's just I don't know whether they're trying to do fireworks or they're just splash splash taking a bath. I don't know. Yeah, not the best year for Nike. I think Adidas blew it out of the blew it out of the water. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, Adidas killed it this year. I think there's no arguing. Like, I mean, I would have, I, it would have been really hard for me to put uh, Mexico out of my top three, but that that badge is there, so that kind of helps it. <laughs> but yeah, Mexico did was really good this year. Mexico killed it. Yeah, I can't wait for the World Cup, man. I, that's all I gotta say, man. Um, to like wrap up three up three down. Just yep. World Cup. I'm excited. I can't wait to see who who ends up winning this damn thing. Hopefully, I'm right with Spain. I mean, with Brazil. Um, I'm still pretty confident. That squad is pretty loaded, even even without like certain players not being in there. Like that's still a loaded roster. But yeah, man. So that's three up three down. We want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out the website www.bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Always be on the on the know what these guys are doing, man. Um. Also, we want to give a shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company A&G Graphics. Um, see, they created the insert name of C logo. We love the logo. She loves the logo. Blue, she made it. Um, Belly Up loves <laughs> logo. And um, Edward does too. Yes, and I love her. I mean, uh, I love the logo. Yes, yes, indeed. So if you guys need, need some logo work done, go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Also, Shout out to our, our man, our myth, our legend, our producer, Roosevelt Spencer, who made another amazing beat using that very awkward interview that, uh, that the American reporter made with, with Kellen Acosta about, <laughs> about LAFC versus Philadelphia Union. Um, if you guys didn't check it out, go ahead and check out the outro. It's pretty sick. Um, but yeah, man, you know, he's so good that, that we made him the namesake for the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. Um, right now it looks like it's going to be Robert Lewandowski again. <laughs> looks like it's going <laughs> to win it. Um, back to back. Uh, but yeah, there's still plenty of season left. There's still plenty of games left before the year's over. And, oof, maybe I should have mentioned this when we were doing three up, two down, but I got too excited with the jerseys. Um, make sure you guys go ahead and check out our new great partner, Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped have launched their newest in uh newest advancement in men grooming and that is the lawnmower 4.0 um look man you got to take care of yourself man you got to you got to trim it down sometimes it makes things look a little bit bigger if you get if you get what i'm saying um but yeah the the lawnmower 4.0 has their newest and improved skin safe technology has a really good long lasting battery can work with water, so if you want, if you're one of those that likes to trim during the, while you're in the shower, well, it's it's it, it does it is waterproof, and it also comes with a light because things get dark down there. So if you guys want to go ahead and check out Manscaped.com, and if you use the code Belly Up Fantasy at checkout, you'll save yourself twenty percent off your purchase. So we should have done that probably while we were doing three or three down. That's my, my bad, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, once again. Thank you so much for listening. Catch it. episode 112. Get ready for the World Cup. It's going to be here. Um, and catch us next week as we as we break down Cristiano Ronaldo's interview on episode 113. Yeah, take care, guys.